Hello, and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I'm Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. Uh, actually, I've had a very frustrating day. Um, this is... A, Scott and I just <laughs> talked about this, too, that I, like... Anytime I have a complaint that is about being a homeowner, it feels like a humble brag, you know? You know but, what, though? Any other but any other person that owns a home is immediately gonna be like, "Oh man, I get it." Like it is. I mean, of course, it's great to own a home, but you do suddenly realize, like, it's a it's a whole new level of responsibility, and it's a good responsibility to have. That doesn't mean it's not super stressful, though. And super expensive. Yes. Um, I mean, that you keep telling yourself that like it's an investment or whatever, you know. Yeah. And hopefully that pays off, but uh, we have to replace our HVAC this week. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's, that's expensive. Um, so, uh, that's what's on my mind right now. Uh, and also our HVAC, like we knew it was happening and our HVAC guy who's like great and gives us great deals and has helped us, but he's also just like a, like he'll forget to text us all the time. And it's literally like last night, a Sunday night at nine 30, he was like, by the way, I'm coming by in the morning with the stuff and we're going to do this this week. <laughs> so, like, we knew it was going to happen. We'd pay yeah. the deposit. We knew it was going to happen. We'd said before, you know, before the end of the year is when we wanted it. Yeah. And now he's just like, it's happening this week. And it's like, oh, okay, I, that's good. By the end of Wednesday night, I will, we will have um, an HVAC that, A, works both heating and cooling. Right. right now it just does cooling, but we had to do it. It doesn't heat anymore, right. our, our current one. Uh, so, A, it will heat our home and b it won't sound like a helicopter landed on our roof every time it turns on because that's the main that's the main reason we need to literally especially if you're in the upstairs bedroom or bathroom it literally shakes the whole thing when it kicks on and when it kicks off it's clunk um, um, it's actually, it, which reminds Natalie and I laughed so hard at that um, season three, I think you should leave sketch where uh, <laughs> the air conditioner kicks on and everyone's like startled. And, the, and then Tim's character is like, I thought it was a volcano erupting. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so he just says stuff like that. I thought a truck backed into the building. Uh, I really thought that. Uh, <laughs> did I tell, did I talk about on here? Um, the thing that Jen had to deal with with our attic. I don't think you did. No. Okay. So yeah. Um, I mean, and even in the midst of like all this shit, there's just so much other shit coming up. So Jen, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I think she heard like something skittering around in the uh, in the attic, and uh, and so she's like, "Oh man." It's probably a squirrel or something like that. It happens. We've had raccoons in our backyard before. Maybe it's one of those. And so she called pest control. And so he, like, took a look up there. And it turned out that we had a whole fucking ecosystem up there. And it was just like, you know, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. (laughs) I mean, it was like every, every animal that could be up there was, and they're all working together, like some wonderful harmony. Like yeah, none you guys of are like Ace Ventura. Exactly, yeah. And so it was just like, oh, well, that's horrifying to think about that for the last however long, maybe the entire time we've lived there, there's just been this whole thing happening over our heads that we wow. never knew about. So, yeah, and then, of course, that cost a, a chunk of money to take care of as well. Sure, yeah. Um, 
before we move on, I wanted to say uh, that I already feel dumb about quoting I think you should leave because I like, I love I think you should leave, but it's also like, I feel like super basic to like quote I think you should leave all the time. You know what I mean? I feel like that's like a dude, that's a, that's a thing that dudes who don't actually have a sense of humor do, like oh, yeah. their the show. So I feel like if quoting a, I think you should leave is, is kind of. If it's a fun thing you're doing with your wife. I feel like nothing is off limits. Yeah, yeah. No, I just meant quoting it on here, just saying oh, okay, the, yeah. the, like, uh, I really thought that. Yeah. Um, which is Tom Sharpling, by the way. It says the, uh, oh. he, he, you've seen the sketch, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the guy who says he thought a truck backed into the building and the guy who, who's challenging or anything, because he says that the guy pushing the car, he's like, I thought that was a body bag. And Tom Sharpling's like, uh you thought a man was going office to office showing a body bag. It's like, I didn't know office to office. Uh, God, that show's gotta, so funny. I gotta rewatch that season. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, it's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, Natalie really likes uh, season three a lot. Yeah. Um, anyway, but that wasn't what I was going to talk about. What I was going to talk about is a recent article, I think it was New York Times, I can't remember. Okay. Um, but it was just uh, examining, uh, I think, pr- probably inspired by Killers of the Flower Moon, examining just how long movies are now. Oh, my, And yes. that movies, on average, keep getting longer. Um, and uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on why that is. I think it's because it's making it more of an event. that Because yeah. people watch TV shows all the time. Yeah. So, um, and those are obviously... Many hours long, so yeah. I feel like it feels Especially like more of a big if it's deal. Stranger Things, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, um, so I think that's a big part of of why. And then my follow up question is: I'm okay with things trending in this direction, yeah. but if they're gonna keep doing it, yeah, we got to bring back the intermission. I saw an article exactly about that. Really? About bringing back the intermission, and I'm fine with it. Especially if if the director is like you know making the movie with the intermission in mind, so there's a yeah. clear stopping point. Yeah. You have time to think about it and yeah. take, and go to the bathroom and stuff, and then yeah. it starts back up. And the thing that is crazy is that like yeah, some of these movies they are as long, if not much longer, than David Lean films, <laughs> and they had intermissions, yeah. no problem. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm I'm very much in favor of it, and it doesn't. Yeah, I mean. It doesn't really bother me that uh, movies are getting longer, especially these days when so many of them go straight to streaming. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is interesting. You know, the film historian in me, uh, I talk a lot about the impact of TV on movies. And the whole, the whole idea was, okay, well, what can we do that, mo- that TV can't? And it's like, well, we can be really big. So that's where, you know, CinemaScope came along and then like we can be in color, like yeah. we can make this much more of a yeah. a real night out, yeah. you know. And surround sound and now yeah. like Dolby Atmos. Yeah. yeah. And so I do think that uh the yeah, making this like a big event, um especially well, what's interesting is that like you know, in the case of like a franchise, whether it be Harry Potter or Hunger Games or Twilight, what they do there is they just take the finale and split that into two movies because yeah. obviously they know people are going to see both of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't think that would be. I don't think that would have been beneficial for uh, financially for Killers of the Flower Moon. But uh, right. but yeah, no, I agree. I think it's just 
one more thing to differentiate. And also, yeah. when you look at the directors that are spearheading that, like they're big supporters of like film as a medium, and and they 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 don't disrespect TV, but like they're like, well, no, I love film, and I want I want people to have this same feeling that maybe I did when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of recent movies I can think of that actually somewhat recent that I've actually had intermissions. The Hateful Eight when I saw it because I yeah. saw like the Roadshow version. Me too. Uh, had an intermission, and of course, Los Angeles plays itself, right. which is now 20 years old. But, I know, but, but yeah. uh, has an intermission. Can you think of any other like 21st century movies with intermissions? Holy Motors. Oh, but it doesn't it's really have yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think in the in the Empire does that too. It's yeah. like it's called an intermission, but it, there's still stuff happening. Well, uh, like you don't well, want to I mean, leave. I guess this isn't a 21st century film, but I recently watched Satan Tango. Oh, and yeah. it's just like, kind of feels like that should have in the area of like four intermissions. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I guess that. Um, yeah. Um, there's La Flor, which is a like 14-hour uh, Argentinian oh, movie, wow. and that is generally shown in four chunks. Okay. Yeah. So there is kind of built-in intermissions there. Um, yeah. So La Flor is is one. Uh, my rule, I think. Anything maybe over two and a half hours should yeah. have an intermission. I always laugh though that like uh, hold on, I'm gonna pull this up. That intermissions used to be so expected in these kind of big movies that sometimes movies would have intermissions even though they weren't that right. long. The one I'm thinking of, hold on, let me look up the runtime. Um, yeah, Hello Dolly is not even two and a half hours long. Two hours and oh, twenty six wow. minutes long, but it has an intermission because it's a nineteen sixties big musical. They did, had intermissions. Did it have uh, a uh, prelude, like an overture? I don't overture, remember yeah, if, it, yeah. if it. I don't remember if it did. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, bring yeah, bring back just if a movie's over two and a half hours, let's. And I will say, like, let's take a break. You know, this is probably me being a crotchety movie fan, but. I remember when The Irishman came out, there were a couple articles that were like, hey, here's, you know, here's how to watch The, Ir yeah. the, the Irishman in, uh, in like four different chunks. This is where you should stop it after the first time and yeah, the yeah, second time. This, yeah. And like, let's turn, like basically, yeah, you probably don't have the time, so turn it into basically a TV show. Yeah. And I, you know, I get it. It's long and it's streaming. But at the same time, part of me is like, it's still a movie, you assholes. <laughs> yeah, Don't try to turn it into a show. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree, I agree. The but, only um, acceptable thing is taking a show and turning it into a movie like David Lynch did. Okay, yeah, that's acceptable. Yeah. Going that direction. Okay, well, uh, I'm definitely going to see Killers of the Flower Moon in the theater. Um, yeah. And uh, I'll just do what I did for the Irishman, which is stop consuming any liquids like four hours before yeah. the movie starts. And then I, I made it to the Irishman yeah. just fine. So, uh, anyway, that's all. Um, I want to, well, in the last 14 months, I've become uh, a big advocate of, uh, catheters. So, you know, you could, uh, you could always do that or go that route. Okay. Okay. You're like, uh, Chuck Woolery. Um, what? <laughs> didn't Chuck Woolery do, hold on the catheter, like infomercials. Oh, oh boy, I sure don't know. Hold on, now I have to look this up, and it's really hard because I only have one hand that I can use right now. Sorry. Uh, the other hand see. he's using to hold my hand to comfort me. Um, 
I don't know. Medical Direct Club pain-free catheters TV spot. Okay. So, yeah. And was it Chuck Woolery? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Stop using old-style catheters, it says. <laughs> um, hey, you know what? It's one of those things, like, it seems, like, so niche until you're in my situation. And yeah. you realize, like, well, pretty much everybody in the, in the house I'm in now, everybody in the house I was in before, pretty much all of us had catheters of some kind. Yeah. Um, thankfully, the one I have now is, like, non-invasive, which is great. Um, sorry, everyone, you didn't ask for that. That's okay. Um, but, uh... Okay with me. But, yeah, when you realize, like, oh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just this entire world that if you never have to think about it, you're like, oh, that's that's wonderful. But if you do have to think about it, like, I have no idea what an old world, uh, an old-style catheter would be. But yeah. my first thought is, like, oh, I bet there's, like, metal and spikes <laughs> involved or something. Yeah, no, just just glass. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> um, or just like wood that hasn't been particularly sanded down. Oh God. Uh, okay, on that note, I want to tell you about tweakedaudio.com. Tweakedaudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. And uh, I use them each and every day. Uh, this morning, actually, I was using them to listen to the new album, possibly the final album from rapper Westside Gun. Um, the album is called and then you pray for me and like all like big rap albums these days it's too fucking long it's okay. 75 minutes long oh, wow. albums I'm doing a lot of runtime talk today but like yeah. like albums rarely need to be more than 50 minutes long rarely there are some that justify it you know the sure. wall or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. but i don't i don't know um that this needs to be 75 which is shorter than the new drake album and also way way better uh i have but, to assume that there's some rick wakeman albums that are uh that are sure. up there um uh west side gun uh it's 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 a it's a good album west side gun has said that this will be the final thing he releases in album form that he will continue to make and release music but it'll release singles or eps or stuff from now on and i do wonder if that's going to be more and more common you know yeah. i mean like like especially in rap cardi b like had she put out like one album and then yeah. she's continued to release music regularly since then she's just never done an album again yeah. she just releases singles that's uh, odd but i think that's just more in line with how people consume music these days anyway yeah. but uh so maybe that's that, that's an interesting path that west side gun is claiming to take but also Anytime any musician says this is my final album oh, or this is our final tour or anything yeah. like that, uh, don't yeah you got to take a grain of salt. Uh, so we'll see what happens with West Side Gun, but the album um, and then you pray for me uh, is mostly good if it's a little long and sounded great on my tweakedaudio.com earbuds that are available at a low low price at tweakedaudio.com. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low low price and no shipping charges. So please go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tyler, we're back. Yes. It is 
it, it's that time of year. It's time for our That's annual right. Halloween episode where we do something horror movie yeah. related. Um, the first one you've been on in two years. Last year you weren't on. Oh yeah, what it was, did you talk it was about me last Dallas. year? Oh, we just okay. sort of, we, we'd had sort of a very BP sort of big picture, like why do we like horror? Oh <laughs> that sure, was, that was the. Oh, that uh, would have been a fun one to be a part of. Um, um, incidentally, I just rewatched uh, Entrance for the first time oh. in quite a while. And uh, listeners, if you have not seen Entrance, directed by Dallas Hallam and Patrick Horvath, friends of the show, um, uh, you know, check it out. uh, I'll say what Richard Donner said uh, in like a special feature on The Omen, talking about a movie I don't recall. He's like, if you haven't seen it, you owe yourself a treat. (laughs) And I remember thinking like, you know, Richard Donner, I do. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you owe yourself a treat. Go and watch Entrance. It's a really wonderful movie. Yeah, that commentary, it's a good commentary on The Omen. Yeah. Back uh, when I used to listen to commentaries a lot. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's Richard Donner and Stuart Baird, yeah, the editor. Right. And, of course, the person who would go on to be the director of Executive Decision. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> which I don't remember being a great movie, but it, it's... It's the one thing anybody remembers It has a great fake-out. Is, is the fake-out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess... If you're younger and you don't know, then I won't spoil what the fake yeah. out is. Uh, and if you're younger, you might not even realize why it's a fake out. <laughs> right, that's true. You know true. what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, but this year we're getting back to just a fun thing. So I, uh, as listeners uh, who listen to the uh, most recent movie journal know, I recently for the first time saw John Carpenter's The Fog. Uh, which is a movie that takes place on dry land, but in a coastal town. Oh, yeah. It will get mostly on dry land. There is the first couple of people who get killed in, uh, in, in the movie are, are on a, on a boat. Um, but then the, the sort of, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to, I, not to call it a ghost ship, but the ghost right. ship is also a movie that I'll probably mention later, even though I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah. It's on uh, my list here. Yeah. Uh, but it, I don't know what to call it other than a ghost ship with, uh, a bunch of like, ghostly they're not actually pirates but there's a pirate sort of feel to it for all intents and purposes I think they're pirates Um, and I thought it was a great movie and it got me thinking about nautical horror movies so movies having to do horror movies having to do with the ocean even though like I said The Fog mostly takes place on land there's some bit of ocean in yeah. in all of these movies we're going to talk about today. Uh, yeah, I mean, ocean specifically, not just water. Yeah, that's yeah, something I mean, we talked there's about. There's no uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, no on my Lake list. Placid here. No Lake Placid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I guess Ghost Ship to me is the elephant in the room because I've never seen it. But uh, have you yeah. seen it? Um, yes, but of course, the one thing everyone has seen because. If nothing else, it's actually been parodied a couple, parodied a couple of oh, times. Really? Once beautifully on South Park, um, where uh, where Butters is doing a tap dance routine at a talent show, and accidentally one of and one of his shoes accidentally falls, uh, uh, flies off, and like hits the scaffolding, which then like uh, just like falls and causes chaos. And so it's a combination of Saving Private Ryan. 
Okay. Um, and ghost ship with like a cable that like cuts through everybody. Yeah. And of course, Butters just watching this in horror. But the the difference between the Butters because I've also yes, see, obviously yeah. I've seen the opening of Ghost Ship. Yeah. Is the the creepy thing about Ghost Ship, and it's really well done that that opening scene yeah. is that it doesn't cause chaos. It happens so quickly. It's, yeah. And then everyone is just dead except for the one little girl who's too short. Yeah. Uh, and was saved by the uh, her being short. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's creepy. Maybe I'm maybe I'm getting my my South Parks mixed mixed up because now that you mention it, yeah, that might have been that might not have been quite so chaotic. I might be thinking about uh, what is it, Imagination Land? No, that's the, that's one that does the Saving, Saving Private, Private Ryan. Ryan one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Ghost Ship. I remember thinking it's it's pretty good, but also because yeah, when I saw the fog. I saw it late enough in my life that I had an appreciation for, like, old-school horror. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love about The Fog is that it really... You can tell that Carpenter himself is a big fan of that stuff, too. Yeah. And so, like, you know, just the the fog itself and just something hiding in the fog and, and just this town with secrets and all that kind of thing. It just feels very universal horror to me. Yeah. And, uh, and I feel like that's a lot of fun, whereas... Ghost Ship, similar to a number of other movies that are on my list, is just kind of like, I don't know, it was pretty mediocre in general outside of that uh, outside of that opening. But it has, I'm looking at it, <clears throat> it's Juliana Margulies and Gabriel Byrne. Yeah. That's pretty great. Also, yeah. early roles for Emily Browning and uh, Carl Urban, apparently, oh, okay. uh, are, are in it. But uh, director Steve Beck, uh, he was hot off the success of 13, or third 13 and Ghosts, which I have seen. Yeah. Um, made Ghost Ship and then never directed another movie. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh, God. Did he die? Please don't. Okay, no. He didn't die. He didn't die. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about okay. Ghost Ship. But, uh, yeah, and I, I don't really I like either. But I will. I will. Um, I'll go ahead and use that to re- uh, bring in a couple other. Oh, sorry. Seven. <laughs> sorry, I accidentally <laughs> said a number, and my phone uh, took me somewhere else. Um, but I will, I will use that to rem- to uh, sort of segue into some of those movies that came out sort of around that time. Okay. That uh, that are water based and just who gives a shit. Uh, top of the list is probably uh, Deep Rising. I never saw it. Oh man, it had. I remember seeing the trailer for it. I think my. Dad and I went to see uh, Armageddon, and I saw a trailer for it that involved like someone, you know, in a in like a bathroom on a ship, and they get like pulled through the toilet, you know, and uh, and it's like, oh wow, that's you know, that's memorable. Um, and then um, I finally saw it, and for me at that age, it was like, oh, this is awesome. Um, but you go back and watch it now, and it's just like such a just a standard creature feature and yeah and it's like oh yeah it's on a ship but i don't know i feel like the really great nautical movies are one are those that like really like the ocean and the and the seaside whatever are like integral to the characters lives now obviously you know the the care like everything takes place on a ship so and you know characters are riding jet skis and the, mm. the monster itself is aquatic so obviously it is nautical horror but 
the concept, the concept itself is, it could very easily take place anywhere. Um, it just but felt I'm, like, let's do this. I'm looking at it, just the fact that it came out in 1998 is directed by Stephen Summers and stars Treat Williams and Femke Jansen. Yeah. Like, I'm now interested in watching it just as like a, an, a cultural, cultural artifact. Oh, absolutely. That, that feels so late 90s, early yeah. 2000s, yeah. everything about that. And the CGI is definitely... Uh, uh, it's 1998 for sure. Yeah. Um, by the way, I keep getting, you know, um, pre- I get a lot, of, a lot of press lists. I keep getting emailed about emails about this new documentary that's like a climate activist or, or ocean conservation activist documentary narrated by Jason Momoa, and it's called Deep Rising. Oh, <laughs> it seems a weird to recycle a title, especially like when you're making something that's very serious. Well, and also, you're calling it Deep Rising, and you're having Jason Momoa, who plays Aquaman, right, narrate right. it. Yeah, that's probably not uh, I don't think that's an a accident. coincidence, yeah. yeah. Um, um, you know what? The, I didn't even put it on my list, because I, I don't... Well, okay, we, we can be very broad in what how we define horror movies. Right. The movie I'm about yeah, to I'm, mention... Yeah, I'm trying to... I'm, I'm pretty broad here. Yeah, okay, so the movie that I kept coming back to... Um, is most people wouldn't think of it as a horror movie. It's more of an adventure movie, but it's Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. You know, I I have that here. It's not, yeah, it's not a horror movie, but it has a lot of horror stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially the second and third one, I think. Uh, You know, like like Davy Jones is just like a nightmare character. Yeah, and then, I mean, if you get all the way to, I mean, the the fifth one, which is not that great, but probably better than the fourth one, um, yeah. It's similar to The Fog, Javier Bardem is, like, the captain of a ship of essentially zombies. They're just oh, cursed wow. to, like, sail forever, and they're, like, yeah. their flesh is, like, rotting off and stuff, but oh, they're wow. all still... Yeah, uh, yeah. There's, so there's definitely a lot of horror stuff, but definitely, I mean, the famous Jeffrey Rush line that now, like, people can't say without it being, like, a joke, but, like, yeah. you best start believing in ghost stories because you're in one. Like, yeah. That's a horror moment, yeah. you know? it is. It's a good line, too. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. Um, And I'll go ahead and bring... I'll use that to transition us into a couple of other movies that that I was kind of on the fence on, but decided to include because I talked myself into it. So, um, I know what you did last summer. That's on my list, too. It is? Okay. Yeah. Because it's like, once again, it's just standard Kevin Williams and 90s horror, but like... But the setting, the uh, the seaside setting, is not a passive setting, and, it's, and, and the killer himself is nautical themed. Yeah, the killer himself. The, the fact that it takes place in like a fishing town, and, yeah. and the killer dresses the way that he does and uses the implements that he does yeah. to kill is very yeah, specific. I think I think that definitely counts, and it's on my list too. Um, and then I'm going to say the original Godzilla. Now, Godzilla, not necessarily horror. Though it is horrific, mm. um, and he does emerge from the ocean. I see. Okay. Um, so I'm willing to inc- to to add that. Um, yeah. And then the last one. Again, people might not think of it as horror, but so many things about it are directed in that way, and that is Shutter Island. Oh, good one. Like you know, I mean, you've got characters like. You've got like a stormy weather, and there's an i. It's an island you can only access by boat. You know, there's characters climbing on like wet cliffs and all that kind of thing. And then like there's yes, a mystery element to it, but 
like there's a lot of really creepy imagery and like again i don't think it counts as horror but it's pretty like if we're going to talk about pirates of the caribbean i feel like we can talk about shutter island in the same way yeah yeah um i uh looking at my list i realized that um there's a lot of recency biased you know like the i mean i think the 90s is as far back well no there's one from 1975 it's obvious it's as far back as i go but like when i was looking up other people's lists of like horror movies that have to do with water in the ocean there are some older ones that i haven't seen like it came from beneath the sea kept coming up that's right i've never seen that one uh but i did think is it stretching it to mention um the most dangerous game because they are like they wash ashore like they're shipwrecked i feel like if you're gonna do that you can also sort of do Island of Dr. Moreau or Island okay. of Lost Souls. Um, I feel like if we were to do an, an episode about, like, island movies, yeah, I feel like okay. it's much more that. Yeah, um, maybe that should be our next uh, sure. Next year, Island Horror. That's, yeah. <laughs> oh, and shoot, you know what? Along those lines, I mean, there's... You could say there's beach horror, and of course that kind of overlaps with both of these. But like, I've got a couple of beach like horror. Like I didn't see old. Old is on my list because yeah. it's beach horror, and it's uh, it's great. I really love, really love old. Man, that is a polarizing film. I still <laughs> haven't seen it. I really wanted to, and I still do. But some people I know are like that is atrocious, and then other people are like that was great. And granted, th- it's usually the people that I trust more that are saying it's great. So I think. Um, we can uh, go back to Roger Ebert's immortal uh, summation of Congo, you know, oh, yeah. that false sophisticates will hate it and real sophisticates will love it. There you and go. I think that's yeah. what I think, honestly, there's like some people and I certainly when I was younger, I, I think this is more common to kind of like have your guard up self-consciously when you're seeing a movie. And if something is dumb, sure. Holding that against the movie yeah. as opposed to like seeing it as part of the fun yeah so i think there's a there's a lot of stuff i I feel like a lot of my favorite works of art in any yeah in any medium um skirt the line if not cross the line of being kind of embarrassing and you know if you think about something like in the aeroplane over the sea by neutral hotel like the few parts those lyrics like it's like he's really putting a lot out there and it's like it is cringy but it's that's part of its power i think is that he's so raw and i think old is like really going for it and having stuff that um i guess i'll spoil a minor thing for for you but like there's little kids yeah and they grow up quickly yeah but their minds don't oh wow so there's like the there are kids at the beginning who end up like later that afternoon being teenagers who like have sex and it's really awkward oh my gosh so that kind of stuff is like i could see it turning off someone who is a bit self-conscious about uh whether or not liking a movie makes them cool i guess uh whereas i thought it was very concept is really disturbing in a lot of ways yeah Yeah. there's a lot of oh man i gotta prioritize this (laughs) yeah Um, um yeah so old and then uh well, there's another beach one that is a favorite of both of ours, so I was going to throw to you if you wanted to say it, or maybe you don't have it on here. I might not. Uh, the Shallows. Oh, yes. Well, I was going to use that to transition into shark movies. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, The Shallows. I adore it. I think yeah. it's so great. And, uh, and yeah, it doesn't feel like... I mean, in many ways, it doesn't feel like a horror movie. 
but you know, you get scenes like that guy, like, in like the evening going out, wading out into the water, like get a surfboard or something. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like half of them, half of them is gone. Yeah. And uh, those guys swimming out to help to her, help. and then yeah. they're just destroyed. And yeah. um, yeah, I mean, it's there's definitely horrific imagery, and you know, as I was watching, and I was definitely on the edge of my seat the whole time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I love the shallows. Yeah. And yeah. every and and every uh. It, that's the kind of movie that I feel like movie people will be like, oh, it's just another shark movie. And I'm like, oh, it's got Blake Lively. Great. Um, but no. Well, I'm was, a big Blake Lively fan. It was really effective for me. Yeah. As far as shark movies go. Yeah, I've got um, a few on my list. Yeah, I've got a few as well. I guess there's and the I've, obvious And one. I've got a, and I also have a, a ripoff as well, so. Okay. Oh, um, a whale movie? I do. I haven't seen that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it came up when I was researching. Yeah. No, there's... The obvious shark horror movie, of course, is Deep Blue Sea. Of course. <laughs> no. Jaws. Absolutely. Jaws. Yeah. But Deep Blue Sea's on, even though I don't think of Deep Blue Sea as particularly scary, but I guess it has horror stuff in yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, it feels more like a high concept, like, I don't know, an action, action movie. Yeah. 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 Um, but it still has moments. Um, yeah. You know, like, like the fact that, um, shoot, who is it? LL Cool J. No, the other one. Aida Torturo. No, the other one. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. No, it's the other one. Thomas Jane? Is that him? No, it's the other one. <laughs> I, 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 I just want to Now I'm just going to start guessing. Stellan Skarsgård. There's... There's uh, Laura San Giacomo in the movie. I can't remember. Feels like she should be, right? <laughs> yeah. um, Michael Rappaport is in it, but no. I'm thinking of the... the Saffron the, Burroughs? The Saffron Burroughs. That was it. Yeah. Um, like, she is a main character... And she dies at the end, and, like, you don't really expect it. Right. And that death, along with Stellan Skarsgård's death, um, feels... That definitely feels more horrific, even if everything around it yeah. is uh, is action. Yeah. Um, so looking at the cast for... Uh, I got a lot of them uh, yeah. looking at the cast, but no, yeah, no Laura San Giacomo. Oh, but, man. Uh, <laughs> Frank Welker is qu- credited as Parrot Sounds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember parrot sounds in the movie. I remember hearing a, uh, oh no, because uh, LL Cool J's character has a bird. Oh, okay. So you and remember that one of the shark eats. Um, one of the sharks eats. But, um, yeah, uh, one of, it's, Frank Welker is astonishing in a lot of ways. Like, I remember uh, on a Futurama commentary, uh, Billy West was talking to Frank Welker about, like, all the different animal noises. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, excuse me, and Billy West said, like, oh, can you do seagulls? And mm-hmm. he was like, he's like, well, like, one or like a flock? And he's like, well, I was thinking one, but let me hear a flock. And he does a, he does a flock of seagulls, not the band. That's, that was, it would yeah. be funny if he'd, like, if he'd start singing out, out oh, that'd be, that'd be yeah. great. Um, but yeah, and it's just like, how can one person recreate dozens of birds? Like, it's crazy, but yeah. yeah. But, yeah, and it's not at all unusual. Like, if there's ever, like, animals in a movie and the animal has to have any kind of personality so you can't really use, like, stock sounds or anything, mm-hmm. um, there's a good chance it's Frank Walker. But anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea, it's, I guess... A, a big thing about shark movies, and this is what people say about Jaws, yeah. is that they actually make me like hesitant about 
going into water. Yeah. Deep blue sea, I think is too far fetched. Like, uh, yeah, to, I, I could to, see that to just, but like shallows, uh, shallows, shallows me, and, yeah. and, and jaws, yeah. um, 47 then, meters down, which is I didn't scary. see. No, it's not sorry. Well, that one, I don't find that scary. It's definitely horror, but I don't find it that scary. Um, sorry. What I meant to say was open water, open water. That's, that's terrifying for many reasons. Absolutely. I, it's one that I have seen once and, and, uh, man, oh man. Pro- I'll probably never watch it again. It's, it's too stressful. It's, it's too, I think it's wonderfully made. It really, yeah. you really feel like you're stuck in that situation and it makes, and it's also one of those things where like, like we, we own it on DVD, but, and I'm sure there's a making of featurette or something. Cause I would love to know how they made it. Cause like, those poor actors just have to be in the ocean the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Where there are actual sharks. Um, and, uh, you know, sea monsters. Um, uh, and yeah, seven, 47 meters down is a great concept, executed terribly. Oh, that's with too bad. just terrible dialogue. Didn't they make a yeah, sequel, they, too? They did, yeah. Um, I don't remember the premise of that. Well, um... Let's before we get into your uh, ripoff one, um, just talk to talk about Jaws. Yeah, uh, it's not just uh, it's 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 a very nautical movie because the second half of the movie takes place yeah at sea yeah. Um, even though I've always felt that I've always liked the first half of the movie more when it's more horror. And the second yeah. the second half is a little bit more of like a adventure movie, which is great. Yeah. It is very well done. Um, uh, and um, you didn't get to see, unfortunately, because it was like right when you went in yeah. the the 3D Jaws. They they went back and made made Jaws in 3D, and I saw it in a theater. Wow, it was, it was it? amazing. Oh my it was gosh! So, because it was really well done. Yeah. Know? Oh, I and bet that. Things like I bet that Hooper in the cage sequence was great. Yeah, but also remember like. Uh, um, What's his name? Rochester, like up on the mast and looking down oh, at the yeah, boat. Yeah. The mast is like coming out oh, the, wow. and like shooting off the barrels. It was all like, it was so cool. That's great. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, I was very. Anyway, I was going to say something like emotional <laughs> that like it was when you were still not conscious. Yeah, and I would just come hang out and talk to you. Yeah. I, I told you all this about <laughs> Jaws 3D, but you were not conscious. <laughs> um, what? In my coma, yeah. I had dreams about going to see Jaws in the theater, and I just kept being like, "I gotta see it! Like, I gotta get my ticket to go yeah. see it in the theater right now." Yeah, and like maybe because I was talking, I guess so. Talk, yeah, I was sitting and talking to you about it. That's crazy. Um, anyway, um, what, what was I saying? So yeah, but the 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 second half is very uh, uh, nautical. It's, yeah, it, you know, uh, obviously. Uh, Robert Shaw's character is an old salt, yeah, and exactly. uh, uh, he has the the story about um, the the Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. which there was a made-for-TV movie version of that Night of the Sharks, which I have seen. Oh, okay. How yeah. is it? I mean, it's very. I mean, TV movie. It's t- like At especially like '90s TV yeah. movie. Like the, yeah. you know, the made-for-HBO and stuff. Like now, you get good movies yeah. that are made for TV or made for streaming, obviously. But yeah, I remember being very made-for-TV. Um, but having wow. a pretty, uh, trying to remember the 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 cast. Um, well, and I know they also made an Indianapolis movie with uh, Nicolas Cage uh, only a few years ago. Yeah. Um, from what I heard, it was terrible. Hmm. It was like one of those uh, red box movies, you know. Yeah, I can't even find. Maybe it's not. 
called Night of the Sharks? That's what I remember it being called. I know there is a movie called Night of the Sharks. That's yeah, that's not about sharks though. It's about the the eighties movie with also with Treat Williams, yeah. Oh. Um Damn, maybe it's called something else. Oh well. Treat Williams R. I. P. Uh yeah, yeah. Uh you keep talking, I'm gonna f- I, I have well, to find this movie now. Similar, I'd say, to the fog. Um Jaws is one of those things where like it's a nautical movie, not merely because they go out on a ship, um, and not merely because it's a shark, but, like, everything about Amity Island revolves around the water. It revolves around the ocean, whether it be fishing or swimming or whatever it is. Like, there's a moment when, um, the Brodies buy their young son a boat for his birthday, and you see so many boats, like, in the harbor that it's like, okay, the, the ocean... Like, these people don't live on the ocean, but they might as well. Like, it is... That is how imperative the ocean is to them, which is why, like, to to have a shark out there, it cuts off the ocean, which basically just starts suffocating the community. And so that's one where, like, I'm not going to go... I'm not going to go so far as, say, the ocean as a character. I hate shit like that. But it is such a vital... Like... I talked earlier about, like, there are some elements where, like, the ocean is just a setting, and it's kind of passive. Mm-hmm. There's de- there's nothing passive about the ocean uh, in this movie. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I found it. Okay. Um, it's And I, I was right. It's called Mission of the Shark. Okay. The saga of the USS Indianapolis TV movie from 1991, directed by Robert Iscove, or Iscove, who okay. uh, directed... She's all that, and from Justin to Kelly, okay. uh, and uh, yeah, I remember the cast being good. It's uh, Stacy Keach, okay, uh, Richard Thomas. You, that's so like '90s TV. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Richard Thomas, uh, Don Harvey. If you know who he is, you would recognize him if you saw him. Yeah. He was on Better Call Saul. Pat Healy replaced him in the. The oh, first couple times okay, we meet, we meet yeah. the character we will later know as Jeffy yeah. is Don Harvey. Got it. Um, uh, and, you know, um, apparently it's the reason, I, my understanding is the reason that Pat, that he had to be replaced is because uh, Bob Odenkirk had that heart attack. Oh, and yeah. so that that part of that final season got delayed so much and, and Don Harvey was already committed to um, We Own This City, the HBO oh. miniseries, which he's very good in um, as one of the good guys and so he couldn't get out of it. So yeah. I, I don't think there's, I think, don't think there's any bad blood between him and right, Pat right. Healy. He said, tweeted in support. Uh, sorry, um, you also got David Caruso, you've got Bob Gunton from oh, uh, yeah. Shawshank Redemption. Um, yeah, okay. That, uh, of course, Dale Dye, anything with... Yeah. Uh, the military has Dale die. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the cast of Mission of the Shark, okay. the saga well, and of the USS Indianapolis. You know, I specifically left out um, made-for-TV movies because uh, Peter Benchley um, in the 90s had uh, two of his books made into TV miniseries, actually. Okay. Um, the first was The Beast, which is about a giant squid, and the other is just... The, the book is called White Shark, even though it's not about a great white shark. It's about, like, a, a medical experiment gone wrong and all that, um, in which, like, a guy is... Uh, a person is basically aquatic and then eventually amphibious and, like, uh, 
kills people and stuff. And so that got turned into a, a, a movie with Craig T. Nelson called The Creature. And that's the other thing. Speaking of Michael... Sorry, th- speaking of Peter Benchley, there were two movies. After the success of Jaws, two of his books were made movies in the 70s. There's The Deep mm-hmm. and uh, The Island. Uh, I haven't seen either one, unfortunately. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, Benchley wrote a lot about the ocean. And, um, but yeah, uh, but those two I, I hadn't seen, even though I'm pretty sure Robert Shaw is also in the deep, so. Um, there's a, uh, you just mentioned people, TV stuff and people, people mutating or yeah. whatever there's a season two episode of buffy the vampire slayer called go fish in which um the uh team the high school's swim team is secretly like turning his players into like part fish people so that they can win better mm-hmm. but it goes too far and they turn into they go into the ocean and start murdering and eating of people course. and stuff but uh it always stands out to me because two of the members of the swim, swim team were not yet famous, but Wentworth Miller and Shane West were both oh, wow. in that episode on, on the on the swim team. Uh, anyway, I only have one more. You know what? On I'm list. gonna I'll use that. Okay. Um, talking about like teenagers and like a horror situation and all that. I'm going to bring up Friday the Thirteenth, Part Eight. Um, Jason takes Manhattan. Now, there's a lot of fun stuff about this. The vast majority of it takes place on a boat. Oh, wow. Um, so, essentially, um, you know, the a bunch of students for their, like, graduation party, they, like, book a boat that starts, that embarks from Crystal Lake and then arrives uh, in New York. Now, if you're a geography buff... You'll know that uh, there's no possible way this could happen. Uh, <laughs> Crystal Lake does not connect to the ocean. Um, Where's Crystal Lake oh, I, supposed well, to be? Just in the world of Friday the 13th. Like, it's okay. only ever been a lake. Um, right. But they're like, oh, let's do this. Um, and so, yeah, they finally get to... When, when Jason takes Manhattan, he takes it for all of 10 minutes at the end. And by <laughs> the way, it's mostly Toronto. Um, of course, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, but for a good long while, like... The terror is uh, on this boat, and and uh, so yeah, and it's on this boat in the ocean. So I decided I'd include that. Um, what's the? And I have I have a few more. Um, what's uh, what was the one that you had? Um, well, first off, I, uh, I want to mention. Yeah, no, I'll say I will say the one that I have. Speaking of old salts, yeah, um, the lighthouse. That's that's on here. Yeah, yeah, and that's definitely one of those horror movies that is, as you said, like more horrific than scary. Yeah, um, there is some scary stuff with that mermaid. Yeah, um, but, there's a lot uh, of funny stuff too. Also, a lot of funny stuff, but it is a pretty horrifying yeah. uh, movie, and definitely, um, even though they don't go into the water, right? Do they go into the water? I mean, I guess it goes down to the water with the mermaid, but... Right. Yeah, I don't remember from going in the water. For some reason, I thought they... I thought they did, but that might have been a fantasy sequence. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Willem Dafoe's voice... The voice that he's oh, doing yeah. is uh, tailor-made for this kind of topic. Well, and it's just like... You know, I, I see that, uh, that Gangs of New York meme kick in. And I imagine Willem Dafoe watching Robert Shaw and Jaws and saying, challenge accepted. And just being like, <laughs> I can be saltier than this guy. Uh, yeah, that's a great movie. 
and he yeah. is yeah you're right like that character is like right out of the fog um right out of jaws like any number of these um and i would say he's right out of last voyage of the demeter um oh, which yeah. came out earlier this year and it's the story of the demeter um the the ship that transported dracula unknowingly from uh transylvania to london and when it finally crashed ashore the entire crew was dead or just gone and uh and so like what's fascinating to me and i'm sure i've said it before is that like the novel dracula has been around since the late 1890s mm-hmm. and this is the first time someone thought to dramatize this yeah that's a- and it was just like it's just there waiting for you and uh so i watched it recently and i liked it a lot didn't like it as much as i thought i would or i hoped i would but it's still really effective and there's just you know just like alien or anything like that like you are in close quarters with this thing and there's literally no way to get off and uh so that's that's really creepy and yeah it's it's very old timey in its dialogue uh the captain of the ship is played by uh liam cunningham who's always fun to see yeah yeah um and uh and yeah so that's and and there's some definitely some salts in there um so let's see uh, yeah, oh, and then I have a couple others, but yeah, you know, no, go ahead. I don't have any more, but I want just a, a couple movies that no one remembers, and in one case, I'd say rightfully so. The first is a movie in the late '80s called Leviathan. Oh, people remember that, I think. Okay, yeah, um, with uh, Peter Weller, I think. Okay, and uh, Ernie Hudson and uh, Daniel Stern as the tough guy, which I thought was pretty funny because yeah. you're watching you're like oh well he didn't bulk up for it or anything he still looks like Marv from Home Alone but uh, anyway and that just has that. that's basically like a very uh, a very the thing type yeah. of monster in the middle of the ocean uh, down like in underwater facility yeah. um, and, the, and the monster looks pretty hokey when it finally shows up however I didn't realize that was a George P. Cosmato's joint he did oh the, that's yeah like um, Rambo 2 and or sorry Rambo First Blood Part 2 yeah. and then of course Cobra yeah uh, and this feels like that to a certain degree. And then, of course, he is cred- the credited director of Tombstone. Right. As we all know. Kurt Once Russell he passed away, Kurt <laughs> yeah. Russell could not say fat, like... Couldn't take credit fast. He just got done saying the P in R.I.P. before he said, I directed Tombstone. <laughs> um, and then the last one that I'll say came out a couple of years ago. Not a lot of people saw it. I saw it with uh, Jason Eakin, and we both really liked it. It stars... Uh, Kristen Stewart. It's called Underwater. Oh yeah, and it is absolutely worth seeing. That's I, what I, I, I like it a hear. lot. Not a lot of people saw it, but everyone who saw it liked it. Great atmosphere. Like. Really good use of the ocean. Really good use of like darkness and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great little horror movie. Uh, the one I have not seen this, but in in looking up other lists like this, one movie that kept coming up that sounds really interesting to me is from 2009. It's called Triangle. It stars Melissa George oh, I, I and Liam it, yeah. Hemsworth. Uh, I'm going to read the uh, one a user generated uh, plot or synopsis or whatever summary, I guess. Um, 
When Jess sets sail on a yacht with a group of friends, she cannot shake the feeling there is something wrong. Her suspicions are realized when the yacht hits a storm and the group is forced to board a passing ocean liner to get to safety, a ship Jess is convinced she's been on before. The ship appears deserted. The clock on board has stopped, but they are not alone. Someone is intent on hunting them down one by one. Oh, that, that sounds, sounds awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. All right, well, I got nothing but time. I'll watch that, <laughs> and I'll watch old. Um, and that's the thing. Is I have no doubt there are, like, tons of movies that we're not even thinking about. Like yeah, well, from, from the, the comment section. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody, if you have more movies that you think uh, would qualify for this, um, feel free to leave them in the comments. Yeah. Um, looks like uh, Triangle is on, on, on Peacock. Great. Yeah. yeah. And on AMC+. Plus. But I don't think okay. you have that. I don't have that one. Um, AMC Plus is worth it because you get Shudder and, and BBC, I think. Oh, that's, oh that would be good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is not a commercial. Right. They're not a sponsor. They could be if they wanted to. Exactly. We're open to it. All right. Um, yeah, I got to get out of here. We're already over time. Yeah. So um, you can find us at battleshipretention.com. You can also, that's where you can find movie reviews, mostly by Scott these days, and home video reviews, mostly by Rudy these days. Uh, but you can also um, find my other podcast, the one where I met your mother. It's about friends and how I met your mother. Uh, and you can email me at david at battleshipretension.com and uh, I'm on Twitter and Blue Sky at Davey Pretension. Oh, film uh, Letterboxd, David Bax. Uh, Tyler, where do you want people to find you? Uh, you can get me on Twitter at More Lessons. That's uh, mostly how I engage with people. Um, and then I have been writing for, so Rediscover Television, the streaming service that, uh, that financed my horror documentary. Um, they started a blog recently, and uh, so I've been writing for that. And in the spirit of the season, I wrote an article about the Universal Horror mo uh, Monsters and uh, Night of the Living Dead mm. and Be uh, Beetlejuice. And then hopefully soon, I'll be posting uh, a retrospective on uh, The Exorcist. So, yeah, so you can search for that and uh yeah and i'd love i'd love uh, everyone to check it out all right well uh thank you all for listening we'll get you next time boo ah